Trades Work, the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Dave DeVito. Welcome to Trades Work, the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association podcast. My name is Monica Burton, and I am here to host with you today. Our show is all about showcasing the skilled trades our society depends on the men and women of our industry that build our skylines, our communities, and our future. Our show starts right now. Today, I am really excited about our show. Um, earlier on this year, we had an opportunity to talk with Robin Wise, the CEO of Junior Achievement Rocky Mountain. And Robin shared with us a fun partnership that she's working on with Rocky Mountain MCA and some of our contractors to get out into classrooms and talk to students and really um, teach the younger generation really what it is to work in the mechanical contracting industry. And we're going to get to jump into some of that today. I am thrilled to have Sarah Beth Gondara on the show with us today to talk about the partnership um, that she has with us and with Junior Achievement and how that came to fruition. Sarah Beth is a pre-construction manager at U.S. Engineering, and she is incredibly talented and such a great voice for the industry. And she's also just becoming a really good friend in a quick fashion. So I'm <laughs> Really thrilled to have her on with us today. So welcome, Sarah Beth, and thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, I kind of teed up a little bit a second ago what we're mostly going to talk about, this partnership with Junior Achievement and getting into classrooms. But before we do that, I want folks to have an idea of who they're talking to and who you are. So will you share just a little bit of kind of your career path and what you do at U.S. Engineering? I work for U.S. Engineering and pre-construction as pre-construction manager. I uh, attended school at Milwaukee School of Engineering, and I have a bachelor's and a master's degree in architectural engineering with a mechanical focus. When I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I grew up, which I don't know if I've completely hashed that all out yet, but I had an internship and opportunity with um, a general contractor when I was in high school that was building our church, and he kind of gave me a list of schools that he thought would be like the right fit for what I was looking for. And Milwaukee School of Engineering happened to be one of them. So I definitely consider him part of my journey to construction. And he was definitely an instrumental role in that. Um, and then I had an internship with some consulting firms during college. And then an internship with a MCA member contractor in Wisconsin my last year. And that's what kind of made me decide that I wanted the pre-construction role instead of at a mechanical contractor instead of in the consulting or general contracting world. Definitely was all through NCA that kind of inspired me to be in this side of the world, though, with the student competition and all that through MCA National. Made a lot of connections and that was where I wanted to be. Will you talk a little bit more about that? What is a lot of folks don't know about some of the things that MCA National does, MCAA? What is that student competition like? How do young professionals get involved in that student competition? As a national organization, NCA have a career development initiative of bringing students, college-age students, um, into the mechanical industry. There's lots of competing or competition-type like opportunities in college for those students that are in construction management, architecture engineering, mechanical engineering programs through like AGC, ASC, uh, that kind of stuff. And so NCA made their own student competition to kind of showcase what a mechanical contractor does um, and inspire them to be involved in that. This year, actually, U.S. Engineering donated the project for MCA's national competition. So 
I'll be on stage judging, so that'll be fun. Fun. Uh, in the NCA student competition, they put together an entire request for proposals. So they create their own fictitious company, their own backlog and company values, and they put together an entire estimate and kind of project logistics plan to turn that in in paper form. Um, and then the final four get to present on stage at the NCA National Convention. And they go through basically like what a project interview is. So we act as the general contractor and owner on stage and ask them questions. So basically, if your student chapter or if your school has a student chapter for MCA, that's how you get involved. And if not, you can reach out to Rocky Mountain MCA and MCA National to kind of jumpstart that process. These student competitions are fun because it's an opportunity for young people to really showcase what they know and what they can do. And it's a really cool kind of virtual environment to get to do stem to stern mechanical contract planning and contracting and the whole process Sarah Beth just walked through. So that's, mm -hmm. that is cool and exciting. What does kind of a normal day look like for you? Being a pre-construction manager, some of us know what that means. Some of us don't. What is pre-construction? What does that mean? Yeah. So it's everything that happens before the shovel hits the ground, basically on a construction project. So I work a lot of my day in kind of the estimate, budgeting, spreadsheet type world. And then I also am in meetings for design and owner contractor kind of coordination meetings. Um, basically what we're trying to do in pre-construction, especially on the design build and design assist projects is make it so that make the design work both for the budget and constructability standpoint. So we have input from people that have years and years of engineering experience to kind of like know the parameters of code, know the parameters of design criteria. And then we also have input from our project management staff, the people that actually build it. So they know how sure. that's going to fit in the ceiling or not. Um, so we're kind of that middle ground, I guess, to make sure the design is going to be stamped, but also that it can be built. Yeah, I think, it's easy for the general public and the general consumer to not really think about, like you said, everything that happens before the shovel hits the dirt. Mm -hmm. There's a significant amount of planning, a significant amount of technology that goes into that. So that's. Yeah. And even making sure that the project is a go financially, like you're helping in that perform a world of what is this going to cost? And is it financially viable as a project to go? That's the like nuts and bolts of my job, but I also get to be involved in the community. Um, engagement kind of stuff. And that's what we're talking about. So. That is what we're here to talk about. Well, let's jump <laughs> into some of that. Um, you and I actually got connected at the last MCAA convention and have had the mm -hmm. opportunity to interact quite a bit over the last year or so. But most recently and most exciting, you have really jumped into the partnership that we're working on with Junior Achievement, where really the overarching goal is to get in front of students. How do we tell the next generation of professionals what it means to work in this field and that it's so much more broad than what they're thinking when they think mechanical industry or when they think construction. So um, so last okay. week, Sarah Beth and I got the opportunity to do some volunteer work together through the partnership that's been in progress with Junior Achievement, which included two different engagements with um, folks on the U.S. engineering team. On Thursday, we spent the morning at Finance Park, which is Junior Achievement's kind of self-sustained financial sufficiency program that they run for middle and high school students. A really cool interactive simulation. I'll let Sarah Beth kind of talk about that experience. And then we also did an in-classroom um, volunteer opportunity that I want her to be able to share some details of because her team really designed that, built that, and executed that project in the classroom. 
Sarah Beth, what made you and your team at U.S. Engineering decide to do these kind of student volunteer engagements? And let's talk a little bit about um, particularly the experience that we had at Rock Canyon High School. One of our core values is to be involved in the community and help with those that are underserved or that need additional support. In interest of junior achievement, we want to make sure that we are kind of visible as a construction industry, as a mechanical contract industry to those students that are trying to figure out what they want to do in their life. So junior achievement was that like perfect opportunity to reach some more students that we probably wouldn't have in other community engagement opportunities. So finance park was super easy, honestly. Like we had a bunch of uh, volunteers in our office that were interested. They signed up through junior achievements website of their like volunteer forms. And then we showed up on the day of, they went through a training for us that morning and gave us all the tools we needed. So they walked us through what the kids would do in their simulation. Every kid got an iPad. They got a fictitious like career, a family situation. They knew their gross monthly income and then their net monthly income. And then they had to go through and budget. And as a volunteer, we each were in charge of our own store within Finance Park. I was in charge of the childcare store. <laughs> and so I, they gave me a script of kind of some statistics about the cost of childcare in the state of Colorado and kind of what that looks like. And then I was able to share some of my own experience in that as well. And the students were in groups and they went around to each individual store and got to budget what they were going to spend in that category for childcare and auto like yeah. allowance kind of stuff. And I got to do housing during that simulation. Yeah. So you and I got to do the two most expensive budget line <laughs> items in any family's budget, childcare and housing. And I think Absolutely. It was, yeah. You know, so for the seventh graders. Yeah. And then after they went through that round of budgeting in the morning, they had lunch. We broke for lunch and the junior achievement staff helped us through the volunteer kind of training for the afternoon session, which is where they got to shop. So they got to see if their budget actually matched what happened yeah, <laughs> or can what I actually live based on yeah. cost here. Yeah. And then they got a financial health like report for their year. So it's a really awesome program. It's super easy to do as a volunteer. I was very impressed with how yeah. they had that all set up. Um, and it was awesome to interact with those students. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the beauty of a partnership like that, which in your achievement is they've built it. They have a, a process and a project that works and financial literacy is what they're really good at. They certainly wanted to partner with us more because they don't know as much about our industry, which is mm -hmm. why we go into the in-classroom experiences too. So will you yeah. talk a little bit, Sarah Beth, about the in-classroom activity that we did at the high school and what and you guys created it. U.S. Engineering owns that mm -hmm. design and process. Was it some of the student competitions you've done that gave you the idea? What made you think of the project we did? And will you share a little bit about what that was? It kind of was sparked as an idea that I had a conversation with one of my former classmates from college. And he was saying that they did it that a similar training for their field staff. And so he kind of explained it and we took it and ran with it. So basically what we ran the students through at Rock Canyon High School, we ran through two classes in the morning. They're pre-engineering classes, so these students have kind of have already selected that they want to pursue some sort of engineering. Um, but we ran them through a construction exposure activity, basically. So we had three large teams, and within each of those large teams, there's three small teams. And the small teams consisted of a design team, a project management team, and the field team. And each of them had specific roles of kind of what they were allowed to do and what their final deliverables were. So the design team was responsible for 
drawing up the design um, using black and white kind of media. <laughs> and they had an architect that was a part of their team that was able to look at, we were building with magnetiles, so they were able to look at the building um, and describe it. They weren't allowed to draw anything. So the drafters on the team drew, and then the engineer was the one that could talk to the project management team. So what we tried to do is create a real life scenario of like, the game of kind of telephone and who really talks to who and what that looks like in the real world. On the project management team, we had a pre-construction manager, we had a project manager, and we had um, a field engineer. And so they were responsible for taking the drawings, the materials from the design team and budgeting it and also procuring all the materials. So we had all the magnetiles at the front of the classroom. They had to go select all the materials that they were gonna need um, to build the building. And then they were responsible for passing that through the field engineer to the field team um, and the superintendent and all the journeymen on the team to build it. So they passed along the drawings and the materials and the field team had to figure out what it was yeah. that they were building. And so we just kind of created that, like, like I said, the game of telephone back and forth that they had to talk in certain ways. Like the field team couldn't talk directly to the design team. Um, and then at the end, we had a discussion just about like what the struggles are that they had during that whole process. They had 20 minutes to get that completely done. We gave them a change order in the middle of it. It became chaotic. It was great. And it just was kind fun of, to watch. It was fun to yeah. watch too, because it's like you said, it's, it was 20 minutes from mm -hmm. there's this group of kids who have seen this magnetile structure and know what it is back to the end of the chain where these kids had not seen it. And aside from the drawings and the instructions that their classmates had given them, they were kind of working in the dark. So I was really impressed and tell me kind of what you thought. They got it right. Like most of them got it right. I was surprised yeah. to see that they kind of cracked the code on that communication and yeah. figured it out. I think the funniest part was that there was so much frustration with what the drawings looked like versus yes. what they needed to build. And I think that was kind of fun because that sometimes happens in our actual job. Like we get frustrated with what's on the drawings and Absolutely. still have to build it. Um, well, as adults, we're watching this process play out and we know how it works. And it was really hard for me to not like tell them, oh, but you need to do this. Go ask for this. Go try this. Like yeah. to let them sort through it and figure it out when my inclination is, let me tell them how to do this. Yeah. So at US, Lauren Wilson was real instrumental in helping me create the activity itself. And we actually ran the adults in our office through it. Monica was there too, just as like a test run to see what we needed to improve. And I was impressed that the students got it more correct than our adults did in our office, which yes. was fun in its own comparison way. But yeah, they sure did. They, they sure did beat us. Yeah, I think they did a really outstanding job at kind of figuring out the way to communicate. Mm -hmm. I think there's one team that we had a problem with and the other six did it just fine. Like it was eye-opening kind of like what we could improve in our own like communication paths and stuff too. Yeah. Obviously U.S. engineering is super involved in the community. You guys go out and do things all the time. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's important to be in classrooms and in front of students? What's the value in starting these conversations earlier on? Overall, no one teaches mechanical contracting. No one really knows what it is unless they have that random connection and hopefully college, if not some sort of family connection. There's just no one that really teaches mechanical contracting. And so we have to be in front of them earlier in order to inspire them to be a part of our industry. 
I mean, general contracting is all, all over and signs are huge and they have really good marketing teams and they can get their name out there really fast and they choose to take on really young interns and there's just a whole level of talent acquisition that we miss out on without being in classrooms earlier. Yeah. Well, and what I thought was cool too is like you alluded to a little bit after the project, we had a chance to share with the students kind of what we all do. Everyone that was there, Mm -hmm. um, either they're from the U S engineering team or myself, we have a different role um, Mm -hmm. in the process. And there's so many different things when someone thinks of, I'm going to work in construction or I'm going to work in mechanical contracting. They have this really like one lane finite, finite idea of what that is. And it's just not true. And they also have a picture in their head of who does that. And they, they're not seeing B and they're not seeing you and they're not seeing Todd von Linnell, who's the VP of U.S. Engineering's operations. There's, there's a different kind of narrative around what it is. to work. Or, yeah. Or they're hearing that they work 80 hour weeks in construction and then scrolling and awful and like, that's not always the case. And it definitely doesn't have to be. I think the industry is changing to not be that way. We have to be there early and inspire them with our own stories in order to hopefully retain them in our industry in the future. Absolutely. Well, and you shared a little bit earlier about how you got into this field. And it sounds like you were pretty young. You were in high school. Um, mm-hmm. What made you decide to explore that first internship? What excited you about looking into this trade? As a high school student, I was super excited to have a job that I was paid at. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't want to bag groceries at Albertsons like I did? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the most influential part of me wanting to stay in construction was I really loved the tangible aspect of it, that anything you worked on, like you were going to see a bill, you know, that you were going to see something you can drive around and point to your kids and annoy them like, hey, I was a part of that building. But also the people in Every company that I've worked with within construction have just been the best people you could know. And the stereotypical 80 hour a week gruff people that you work around that are just not friendly is just not something I've ever experienced. The people are what make me want to stay and inspire me to do more. Yeah. Well, and it's apparent watching how you interact (laughs) with your colleagues and watching your team work together. Like, you guys like to work together. This isn't just a, Absolutely. oh, I guess we'll show up for work today. Maybe we'll do this activity with some high school kids. You guys legitimately enjoy it. And it was super fun for me to be a part of. So thanks for having me. Home. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us for those days. It was fun to have you. When you um, kind of think about what's next and what the next generation of leaders in this industry look like, what is your advice for kids who are considering a path in the mechanical contracting industry or even specifically considering a path in pre-construction since it's what you know best? I think my biggest piece of advice would be that without asking questions, you you really are never going to learn. And I think that's cliche that we always say ask questions, but the people that work around me and within the company that I work in and within the industry that we're in, like they are so knowledgeable and so experienced experience and what they do that they are a complete resource and then eventual friend too and so if you don't ask them questions if you don't ask what they're passionate about if you don't engage with them in that way you're missing out on a lot of things that you could be learning yourself yeah I think that that's my biggest piece of advice is don't ever be afraid to ask questions even but then like, it doesn't matter what their title is. Like I can go ask Todd questions and he's going to answer them because that's the person he is and the knowledge that he has and they love to share. 
So when you get asking you, questions makes you get to learn from the valuable. best. Like yeah. that's awesome to get to know that hey, I'm working with the very top in this industry and I can go ask them the questions that I may think are dumb, but they're not. They had those questions at one point too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're so passionate about sharing what they do know and like I said, no one teaches mechanical contracting. And so that's what they're trying to think of too. Like, what's the legacy I'm going to leave behind in order to, you know, inspire the next version, make sure that they do it right the next time. Like, I'm, that's what they're thinking too. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what we want the kids to take away when we do these classroom activities too is, mm -hmm. wow, I left with more questions than answers, but I know who to reach out to. I know who to ask those mm -hmm. questions of. And I hope you yeah. here for some of those. There's, I was going to say, there's a few that asked for my business card, which I wasn't expecting, but they did. And hopefully, maybe we can connect for our high school internship. That'd be awesome. That'd be very cool. Be a great story of making that come to fruition for sure. Well, and then they'll have such a cool story when later they're on someone's podcast and they're like, yeah. he came to my high school classroom and I learned all the school stuff and it was fun and I built a magnetile <laughs> I keep looking at their sticker and I decided that I wanted to just one them. Right. I had their sticker on my water bottle and I just didn't <laughs> yeah. look away. And that's what I did. I kept Bill Hazlett's business card in my wallet for two years after meeting at an MCA and decided to call him up. So yep. Those that's early connections help. That is how it works. Well, I know you have obviously worked in this industry since straight out of college. It was what you wanted to do from a really young age, but it probably wasn't what you wanted to do for your entire life. Right. <laughs> what did little girl Sarah Beth want to do when you were a kid? What was your plan? My plan was to be a teacher and I come from a family of teachers. And so actually being in the high school classroom a couple weeks ago or last week, I guess was, it was awesome to kind of live that out and also figure out that that's not really what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to teach kids every day, but maybe someday. But maybe sometimes. I still want to be around them, but not all the time. <laughs> So, well, it was a ton of fun and you guys did such a good job and I'm looking forward to the next one that we get to do together. Yeah, that'd be cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I know you've gotten to share a ton with us today. Thanks for sharing kind of your background and why you guys volunteer and what impact you guys are hoping to make on students in the future. So we really appreciate you and we'll certainly be following up with you as engineering and probably you specifically to talk to some of these volunteer opportunities again in the future. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate awesome. it. That will do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Please stay tuned for more industry insights, news, and information about the men and women building our communities, our skylines, and our future. Tradeswork is a production of the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association. For more information about our organization, please visit rmmca.org.